Can you mute your All right, so we are starting Canto 11, Chapter 18. It's, this is called Description of Varnashrama Dharma. And uh, this is a talk between Uddhava. Uddhava has asked certain questions to Krishna, so Krishna is giving some answers. This particular chapter is based on description of the Varnashrama Dharma. So we are talking over here about how a sannyasi should be living. Just before this, we had uh, done something about the previous verse, that is uh, from 1 to 14, we had covered mostly about after you have finished your grahasashram, then you go to vanaprastha, what are you supposed to do? Now this is the next dharma, which is called sannyasa. So we are doing 15th verse. If the sannyasi dis- desires to wear something besides a mere coping, he may use another cloth around his waist and hips to cover the coping. Otherwise, if there is no emergency, he should not accept anything besides his danda and water pot. See, the verse is talking about that every person who has taken up sannyasashram has to live in the minimalist clothing, absolutely minimal, which means pop-in means a very simple undergarment. Then if you are not comfortable in that, then you can definitely wear a kind of a cloth around your waist, which covers your bottom half of the body. It's more or less like a lungi, you know, how lungi would be. (laughs) It's like a dhoti. So you can wear that. And if not, now the person is staying in a very hot place, he need not even take that. The basic necessity of a sage or rather a person who has taken up the last ashrama is to just have a water pot. A water pot is needed because you cannot drink water or use water without a water pot. You know, imagine you are are near a river. How do you drink? You are not, you are not an animal that is going to dip your head inside and drink. No. So you need a small water pot even for your other purposes and a danda. Why a danda? Danda is because you may be climbing the mountains or you may there may be certain animals or certain kinds of creatures like snakes and all when you are moving from place to place. Now these, if you tap that stick on the ground, all these creatures go away. Normally if you see that you know the snakes or some such kind of a creatures will only harm you if they are hungry number one and if you have done something to them. A ferocious creature like say for example a tiger or any other kind of a creature uh, animal would only disturb you if it is hungry otherwise it's not going to look at you also. And this is a very well-known fact. Recently, uh, when Brito had gone to a place in the Amazon jungles, there was a very huge snake lying right in front of them. And the guide said, don't worry, he is already well-fed. He is not even going to look at you. 
So you can go near him and take photographs if you want. So it is very strange that the snake didn't do anything. It just was sitting over there doing nothing whatsoever. And it was not scared. It was not even doing anything which can harm the people. And this is what you should know. That these animals, these creatures will not do anything if you are not going to disturb them. Number one. Number two. If they are somewhere in the vicinity and maybe you, your leg may fall on top of it. So what you need to do is you need to tap that stick on the ground. The creatures, they can hear these kind of sounds. So they will go away from there. Then another creature which he spoke about, which was a very interesting phenomena which uh, he was talking about, was there was a alligator kind of a animal. I don't know what. I think it is uh, called by some name. Now this creature which stays in the swamps, when the people went to see it, it slid inside the water. The moment these people went away from there, it came out of the water again. And this they tried many times to see whether that animal was actually, you know, uh, wanting to go inside water or not. So it was only taking shelter in the water when human beings were around. Otherwise it was not interested. It was just lazing there on the shore, on the side of the river, Amazon river. So it was a very interesting phenomenon which was told. So the danda is important. The danda is important because if you have to climb places, you need a support stick. Or if you have to shoo away the creatures from the path, it is extremely important. You don't harm these creatures. A saintly person should step or place his foot on the ground only after verifying with his eyes that there are no living creatures such as insects which might be injured by his foot. He should drink water only after filtering it through a portion of the cloth and he should speak only words that possess the purity of truth. Similarly, he should perform only those activities his mind has carefully ascertained to be pure. Now, this person who is a sannyasi, as I told you, he is supposed to just tap the stick on the ground so that the creatures move away. This is what was mentioned in the first half of it. Then, the pot is there. You have to use a filter. Filter is important because you see, there, there are certain places where the water is muddy, where it is not, not good. So at such points in time, carrying a little you know, cloth piece which will filter the water is important. So that's what he's saying. Again, you should not harm any creatures as you are going along the path. Then, the most important pollutant in the world. Pollutant. The most important pollutant for any human being in the world. In the entire world. It's called your own town. The more you speak, the more pollution you are spreading. And you have to understand that if you can give a yes, no, maybe, or those kind of answers, just a few words, they are actually sufficient. But an argument happens when too many words flow from the mouth. So a sannyasi is not supposed to speak too many words. He is only allowed to speak those words which are not going to be harmful to anybody. That means minimalistic talk. No superfluous talk. There is no need for us to get into an argument 
just think about it if somebody says why are you not doing this the immediate reply is what do you think i should be doing this why should i not be doing this this is a normal course of talk which we have in our world if somebody comes to ask him how is your day or how have you been today the answer could be i am fine my day was good that is it you don't know what happened today i had the most horrible day and then you go into a tirade or otherwise if your day has been good i have to tell you something why do you have to get into such a superfluous language is not important the more number of words that you speak you are actually spreading a lot of pollution uh, on the on the note of pollution there is a very great treaty which is which was supposed to have been signed last year in uh, what is called as the paris accord this paris accord i you see i take the opportunity to spread this kind of messages through my satsang also it's extremely important now this is a very very important treaty which is going to help the entire mankind you see our planet is so covered by obnoxious gases and so many things like carbon monoxide carbon dioxide nitrous oxide so on and so so many things and this particular accord is going to release you know going to make the countries lower their output of this kind of obnoxious gases which are harming the space and it is not good for human beings unfortunately most of the countries have signed it and only one country which is one of the biggest pollutant is saying that they want to withdraw which is very sad it's important that every country should take this into account india has been really very very progressive as far as that is concerned if india was setting up more than a double digit figure of you know coal based plants to produce electricity india has cancelled all these plans now we are only going in for clean power and that is the reason why power is important which is clean and we have to take care of our environment so carbon monoxide carbon dioxide nitrous oxide all these gases they should be lowered and we have to ensure that our own vehicles are kept in ship shape proper good shape so anyway that is something which we have to understand and do it this person this person should speak minimal words and whatever that he speaks should be absolutely the truth no need of lying now truth doesn't mean that you have to act like an idiot and speak something which is okay you look so ugly is not the truth person wants to hear it's not important to say you know you look ugly or have you not washed your face you know how bad they sound to a ear so a sanyasi is not even supposed to say those kind of words he should never utter words which will harm another person or which will say to the other person that okay i am telling the truth no doubt about it but no buts you don't need to say too many words he should perform only those activities his mind has carefully ascertained to be pure means only pure activities are important and they need to be performed that which is not going to disturb him one who has not accepted the three internal disciplines of avoiding useless speech 
avoiding useless activity and controlling the life path can never be considered a sannyasi merely because he carries a bamboo rod now just because a person is carrying a bamboo stick okay doesn't mean that he is become a sannyasi sannyasa translates into the less amount of speech that you do it is better number 1 number 2 useless activities which are not going to be of any use in the world now think about it we do so many things which have no value whatsoever but what are they now you you will say you know why do i need to read this why do i need to do that many things which actually do not contribute towards your growth at all what are the things you see just a few days ago i was going through an instagram account of some person that i know and i saw this person going to a very very fancy restaurant and that person has posted instagram pictures has gone to a fancy restaurant paying fancy amount of money over there while the order is being served they are solving puzzles over there and playing those board games how much of activity a man can do to waste his time think about it playing board games and solving what puzzles before your food comes doesn't it sound like a useless activity now you may say no oh he is improving his uh, language skills language skills at the age when the person is cross 60 or 55 i mean think about it is it important to do those kind of things you just need basic skills for the, you know talking in this world unless and until you have you want to you know crack the spelling bee you know that indian girl has just cracked it yesterday i mean today in the morning and uh, it was a wonderful thing she is just a sixth grader in the united states can you imagine a 50 year or a 60 year old person saying oh i want to improve my english so i am doing a crossword i am doing this or i am doing that it's not important you are not here in this world to waste your time there are important activities to do then there was one other thing which i saw you know there are lots of people in this world who are very very poor now these poor people need to be helped so one of our group persons he was offering a certain amount of money to this poor and homeless person another person who was there with him is asking him why are you wasting your money on these people so he didn't even see how much money was there in his pocket he just removed that money and gave it away to the homeless to the poor people i mean there were many people over there who could who use the money for maybe eating their food or buying some grocery this happened and an hour later the same two people went inside a fancy restaurant fancy restaurant is one of those uh, uh, not you can't call it a fancy restaurant it's a fast food joint after going into the fast food joint the person ate a big amount of meal and left a huge tip for the waiter 
you are willing to pay a huge amount of money to a person who is serving you like this but you don't want to give even 1 rupee or a 1 dollar to a poor man who has not had food don't you think that is the stupidest thing in the world isn't it important that you don't waste your money like this i am not saying you don't pay the waiter what i am saying is if you can pay the waiter a certain amount of money why can you not remove that little amount of money and give to the homeless or the poor people who don't have food to eat isn't that important every man spends a huge amount of money trying or uh, spending on their own self and this is a very very painful issue people in the you know those who have those are the haves and the have not there are two kind of people in this world people those who have they are showing pictures or are the posting pictures on instagram having a hot bubble bath or some such kind of a thing maybe in the swimming pool drinking some, some fancy kind of juices and stuff like that but the same person doesn't have a little bit of heart to give that little amount of money the amount of money that a person spends on one drink can they not give it to some poor person and this is what means to be a kind of a sanyasi see here i am not advising that you become a sanyasi what i am advising is can you be a little more helpful to the people around the ones who actually deserve then spending pots of money buying and thing you know doing things which are not necessary at all this is the truth which a sanyasi has to learn so in our world wherever we live if you are spending money there are people who buy you know lot of fancy stuff even if you are buying a book let us say if you are buying a book if the book is costing 20 dollars or 30 dollars the same book would be available on one of your websites for 4 dollars and 5 dollars also you are going to read the book once in your life it will take you a few days to read the book and after that it is going to go in the library behind can you see the library behind those are all holy books by the way okay the holy books are something which i normally teach every now and then there are piles of holy books around me so i teach them but are you even going to open up that book think about all the people in this world who have bought 50 shades of gray and all those books after that they have spent pots of money doing that or harry potters harry potter pile of books are there lying and they have never been read again what is the point can you not give them away to some needy person somewhere there is no need to put them in your cupboard and i don't know do something about it just give it to a needy person maybe if you think that if you can sell it back to somebody for few dollars why not use that money to put it away somewhere you know there is there is a very important thing which you can do i mean which one of my circle person does what does he do is he has 
taken out a certain amount of money. Every day he will take out a one note from it and whomsoever he thinks is needy person out there, he just passes it on to them. You may feel, you know, why do I need to do this? See, there are people in this world who do not have that wherewithal. They don't have. And those who have need to pass on that what they have. Very little bit of it. Little bit. Little bit. That's it. So sannyasa ashram need not be going to become a sannyasi. It could mean that you could be doing certain amount of favors to this world. Just help people around. That's it. So, next he is saying over here, rejecting those houses that are polluted and untouchable, one should approach without previous calculation, seven houses and be satisfied with that which is obtained there by begging. According to necessity, one may approach each of the four occupational orders of society. For a sannyasi, the most important thing which he has to overcome is called ego and that ego is very very strong in every human being just imagine can you go outside with a begging bowl and ask someone some money do you know how humiliating it is for every person you will not want to do that in some of the ashrams in India, I mean some of these very fancy places, they have designed techniques how to overcome the ego. So one of the techniques I will tell you what they do. The person is taken, now the ashram is about 40-50 kilometers away. This person is taken wearing torn clothes with no money in the pocket. Uh, by the way, these people are very high-fi executives of top companies like Citibank and all these kind of massive companies, okay? Lever, Unilever, Citibank, Nestle, uh, very posh people, executives and, uh, you know, officers and so on and so forth. Now, they are given tone clothes, okay? And they are not given even one rupee. Then they are left 50 kilometers away where there is less habitation. Their job is to get back to the ashram by evening. They are left early in the morning. Now think about it. This person looks disheveled, is having torn clothes. And people have tried various means of getting back to the ashram. Uh, this ashram is in, uh, in a five-star hotel, by the way. Should, I should not be telling you more about these kind of places. It is like a, you are paying about four to five thousand rupees to stay over there for a day. I mean, uh, uh, people go for these kind of places, you know. In India, we have those very fancy ashrams. And in this fancy ashram, one of the exercises is this. You will ask me, why exercise? Your HR department also does this, no? Human resources department in most of the big organizations, eh, you know, employ these kind of people from outside and say, you know, teach our people something new today. 
So think about it, in an ashram it's the same thing. The HR person is the that person who runs the ashram. Okay? And this is one of the exercises. And this person, these people are left 50 kilometers away from the ashram. Now their job is to get back to the ashram without a rupee in the pocket. How do you get back? You can't beg because you see you have never begged in your life. You have always lived in five star facilities. So you know it is how it is an extremely difficult task for these people to go and ask someone for money. Some of them go to the shopkeepers in the area and say, you know, ashram we would like to have to go back to the ashram. Can we get some money? Money? <laughs> so they get rejected by at least 20-30 people before somebody actually says okay okay fine I'll lend you some money go by bus back to the ashram but otherwise the man learns how much of rejection a person feels when somebody comes to the door it is not an easy task you know, even a door-to-door salesman, when he knocks on your door, the first thing that you do is bang the door in his face. Many years ago, I became a door-to-door salesman. And we were taught the art of knocking doors. This was called cold calls. I was selling vacuum cleaners. As a vacuum cleaner salesman, many doors were banged on my face. Okay? And at many places, I had to have humiliating experiences but I learnt a lot can you not get disturbed when somebody says get out it is important so now think about the sannyasi a sannyasi is supposed to go to seven houses but he should not go to a place which he knows that these are not good people he is not supposed to go there I mean definitely you know in your own area or whichever area that you are in who is the right person and who is the wrong person. So if you know that you are anyway not going to go there. So go to the right place with your begging bowl and ask for food. In countries like Burma, Myanmar, Thailand, Indonesia, Cambodia, Malaysia, there are lots of these Buddhist places where Bhiksha is a very very important thing that they are taught. The monks dress in their own monk style, you know the orange clothes and all that. They carry a danda and they carry a bag, a sling bag made of cotton and they go to a particular place and they stand over there early in the morning at 5.30 or so. People from that village will come with bath, you know, small bags filled with some fruits and food eatables and they are given to the monk. These monks are about 20-30 of them. They all get that bags and they carry them, with them to their ashram, whichever that uh, monastery that they come from. This is a regulated activity. But here in Sanyas Ashram, it is not a regulated activity. 
you have to do it on your own it is to test your own ego how bad you feel when you go and beg from people i have had people telling me i have never asked anyone for money you think i will go and ask so the first thing that i say is in case if you are joining my ashram i will ask you to get out and go and beg then i don't want to come if you don't want to come to a place where your ego is going to be brought inside then there is no point you know i mean there is no point in even coming over here or even telling me that i am a part of your group because first and foremost your ego has to be destroyed so this is an important thing which the guru does and as sanyasi sanyasi's job is to ensure that he doesn't have even an iota of ego in him now for the part which talks about why begging is important the whole world the western world the psychiatrists psychologists all these great people economists and everybody else in this world they say that begging is not good don't give a beggar you are increasing that kind of stuff you know in this world where a person doesn't you know work in india we believe something completely different a sanyasi has given up his life for spiritual purposes a buddhist a hindu sanyasi a person who has given up or jain or some such kind of thing. or even chinese yes so if they have given up their life for this particular purpose and they are going and begging they are having a belief in something which we call as karma the belief in karma states whatever you give you will get it back in return now i want you to think of a hypothetical example today suppose you do not have any money you are a very very poor person there is another person who has a lot of money now if this person who has a lot of money gives to this poor man law of karma says that this poor man when he has reversed the position reverse the position he becomes rich in some life will have to give this man who was rich who has now become poor isn't it so don't you think it's a payback time somewhere in the future karma is not played out in one life by the way is not karma cannot be repaid back you know people say instant karma by the way there is nothing called instant karma in there is no concept called instant karma karma is an accumulation of our deeds deeds accumulation and these we come in this life to spend some amount a little bit 
let us say today you are doing something you have adopted a small child maybe not adopted you are giving some money for that person's education let us think like that the child is around 6 or 7 years old and you are paying for the education of that child now the law of karma states that that child has to pay you back the 6 year old doesn't have the ability to pay you back and if the 6 year old becomes a 25 year old after 19 years and is earning good amount of money now if he if he has taken about a thousand dollars from you can he pay back at the age of 25 to you now you might have become around 60 years old by then do you think that repayment happens like that no can you not understand that when the child was 6 year old you were paying for education how can a 25 year old pay for a 60 years old education back correct it doesn't work like that ha huh? another example i will give you suppose there is now this is this is a this is a bad example there is a man now this uh, great case of nirbhaya has happened four people are given the sentence to die there was a fifth person who was responsible but who was a juvenile the court said he is a juvenile till the age of 18 he is supposed to be in a in a place after that he is allowed to go now but this person has done a grievous crime to a girl how can that girl repay it back to this person please can you tell me it can never happen in this life no and he is a man she is a woman and that woman is already dead how can that woman repay this man whatever his deeds he has done and this is one thing second important thing which you should understand is are you happy he suppose if you are that girl will you be satisfied 100% if that person gets 10 years in jail no you have lost so many things can that be a compensation in 10 years in jail no that is not equalized equalization never happens so the law of karma states it can only be repaid in some other life not in that life so the law of karma is like that so coming back to our old story so this poor man is getting some food from this rich person if the poor man is getting food from this rich person in this life in some life in the future this rich man might be poor and this poor man might be rich so isn't there a repayment going to happen in the future somewhere so when you give you will get remember this dictum so if you give today somewhere in the future you are actually securing your future karma 
so it is important to give then why is this food pure it doesn't have any desire whatsoever think about it you know we like to give away food which we don't want isn't it there are lots of us over here in india we do this kind of a thing you know there is some food lying in the in the fridge or somewhere and which you are anyway not going to eat it what do you do you pack it up and give it to your kamwali bai or you give it to your you know some uh, poor man you see on the streets why you are palming it off no you are trying to give it away something which you are anyway not going to use what exactly is happening over here this food which you are giving away is called a desireless food you don't have the desire to eat it no that is why you are giving it away the person who is accepting it desires the food the most he wants it because he is hungry and something offered to a person which is desire free free of any kind of desire is the most healthiest kind of charity you might have ever done in your life but you don't know if that person doesn't take you are going to get into trouble there are always ways like this which we need to know and understand uh is there any problem with the net no so a person who accepts this money person who does this kind of a thing takes this food is actually doing you a favor by taking it is taking over a certain amount of your karma which you don't know anything about so always remember this it's an extremely important thing to remember that we should give whole heartedly without any ulterior motive don't give when you are going to get something give with an open heart it may be even 1 dollar does not matter you can please give 1 dollar to whomsoever that you wish to it really does not matter are we are we losing uh, connectivity or something no no so taking the food gathered through begging one should leave the populated area and go to a reservoir of water in a secluded place there having taken a bath and washed one's hand thoroughly one should distribute portions of the food to others who may request it one should do this without speaking then having thoroughly cleans cleanse the remnants one should eat everything on one's plate leaving nothing for future consumption i think i have told you about the social experiment that was conducted you know people were asked money they refused to give but when food packets were given to poor people those who are homeless they were given to poor people the person who conducted the experiment went into fancy restaurants to find out whether the person who is eating that you know mcdonalds or kfc or whatever he was eating was he willing to give even a little piece and that person said no i will not give go away from here but when the same person who was conducting the experiment went to this poor people who had been given one packet of food 
that person was willing to share it with this man so what does it translate into it tells you very clearly that those who don't have have a very great heart they want to share that little also which they get so a sanyasi's job if he gets little he has to share it with others so here i will tell you a story Our samarth ramdas is a very great saint who was the guru of shivaji maharaj shivaji maharaj was a very great king so samarth ramdas never ate any food offered by anybody directly all the great people in this world including shivaji invited him to his rajwada to his you know palace so that they could eat food he never had it he would stay in one padav padav means a small hut somewhere outside the kingdom and shivaji had to go and meet him over there he never met shivaji in his palace by the way so coming back to this story even if there was a rich person with this great sage he had a few assistants like basically those who are with him like a disciple so he would tell his disciple go to the village and beg for arms so when they used to go and beg for arms food or whatever that was there they would get it back and everything was put together suppose there was some uh, you know bakri bakri means what do you, what do you call it uh, you know jowar is one of the grains and uh, they would get some little flour of jowar or wheat flour or whatever flour that was given he would make small chapatis out of it and with the twigs and the leaves and all he would burn them and then make those round chapati kind of stuff which we call bhakri in marathi and distribute it to the all the students shivaji maharaj used to sit over there and after his guru had finished eating whatever was the left over he would eat though he was the king of that land remember this that was shivaji maharaj's greatness and he had himself come with so much amount of food which the guru distributed to the villagers by the way the guru never ate that meal he distributed it to the villagers and gave away all the riches this is how a sanyasi is supposed to live giving away things not holding them keeping them to himself okay without any material attachments with senses fully controlled remain enthusiastic and satisfied in realization of the supreme lord and his own self a saintly person should travel about the earth alone having equal vision everywhere he should be steady on the spiritual platform this is a, this is an important lesson to us as well do you know something if your boss has given you a peace of mind you come home and you give the peace of mind to other people around you if there is something happening in your world which is disturbing you what do you do you spread that unhappiness to every other person in your world let us say you have met with some kind of a problem you know in this world 
that problem you want to spread it to the other people as well. And this is how you behave. In this line, what is mentioned by Krishna over here is, do not do that. Why? You have to have equanimity in all circumstances, which means, do not spread unhappiness around you. Our response to a person, suppose you are busy doing something, suppose you are writing something or you are on your laptop or you are doing something and a person comes and asks you certain things. How is your response? Our response is, don't disturb me, go away from here. This is how our response is. We need to have a better response than that. Can you be nice? Can you be kind? Can you be compassionate? Can you be good? There is no need to bark like a dog. Isn't it? There is no need for a human being to behave badly with another human being. Just because you have got a mail which tells you, you know, that uh, your boss is giving you a piece of mind. Don't. Don't do that. The sannyasi is supposed to behave in this manner. What is he supposed to do? He should be always enthusiastic not be dull not be disturbed you know think about it if one sannyasi says you know are yaar aaj khane ko kisi ne nahi diya to the next person i meet na i'm going to chew him apart just think about it he has gone and knocked on seven houses and nobody has given him any food he is very hungry so the next person says, How are you? Person asks you this question. I mean, think about how we react. This is, uh, Sanyasi is not supposed to react this way. He is supposed to be nice and kind. Not necessary. Many a times you don't get. Many a times you get. It doesn't mean that you have to misbehave. It doesn't mean that you have to be a disturbed person. So here he says, without any material attachment, you need not have any material attachment to anything in the world. Food, whatever, clothing, shelter, everything. With senses fully controlled, you need to control your senses. Senses control is so very important. You know how important senses control is? You don't get carried away by things around you. Okay? Suppose you are walking, you are very tired, you can sit, you can take rest, right? But it is not necessary that you have to enact that entire thing, oh my god, I am hurting, my legs are paining, you know how human beings do to each other? And then if they have a headache, how will they say, I got a stinking headache, you know, today you don't understand, I had a horrible time in the office. Okay, is this how you speak? A sannyasi is not supposed to do that. He is supposed to have his senses fully under control. He should remain enthusiastic. He should enthusiastically talk in the same language with everybody. Whether it's at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day. Remember, he is supposed to talk very little. In the beginning, we had already discussed that. Whatever that he speaks, he is supposed to speak nicely and gently. Satisfied and his only job is what? 
to go towards spirituality that means be spiritual in nature learn the self go to the realization of the supreme lord and his own self the saintly person should travel the earth alone how alone it's a very very strange incident which was related to me bitu was going on a tour somebody accompanied him and he had gone to the amazon jungles to go and see that amazon and various other things there was another person who was an urban urban person urban guy so when he went along there was a huge trek and to go quite high in the mountains but was said i am going over there the other person said what are you crazy you want to go and see that thing on the contrary i will go to the city and enjoy my life over there i will see the night you know whatever the night shows that are there and all that kind of and this person went this side so it happened that next day he said i am going to see these very ancient ruins which are you know 1200 bc 1500 bc and his friend says to him oh you are going to see some broken stones how does it sound you are going to see some broken stones by the way what the broken stone was called a sun gate by i don't want to give an elaboration over here what a sun gate is what is the meaning of all these different pyramids and stuff like that is not necessary but let me put it this way it is not important to call those stones think recently there was an excavation which happened in the middle east and people have gone to such lengths to get that place cleared out it is believed that the body of jesus christ was kept over there is one of the holiest places in the world those are also broken stones by the way so why are you going to the broken stones that's not a broken stone that is something extremely important that you have to go to because it represents godhood it represents something which is very very important in our world which is this spiritual nature so we love to go and see gods which are decked in gold and all you know uh, there are lots of gods which are decked in full gold covered from top to toe people love to go and see such kind of gods what god are you seeing you are only seeing gold you know even in shirdi there is a very funny thing which happens people go and look at the statue over there and they pray to the statue where is where is the real stuff the real stuff is below that it's a samadhi of that saint sai baba samadhi is below that you are supposed to touch that samadhi and if you don't have to i would rather not have any you know marble on top of it i would rather see that body over there you know preserved i don't mind and that is the reason why here in goa we have this very great saint whose body is there up st francis xavier those who have been to goa will tell you st francis xavier's body is there on top 
everybody goes to see that. He was a great saint. So you should actually understand what you are going to go and see and do over there. So this instance where the person said, is gone, what is this whole thing, you know, you are going to see some broken stones. So there was one Chinese lady over there who asked Brito, why isn't your friend joining? So he said, my friend says that those are broken stones, he doesn't want to go and see. The Chinese lady burst out laughing. You mean to tell me your friend doesn't understand any of these things? And think about it, how funny can that be? You, you don't call a fantastic ruins, you know, which has a temple by the way. It's called the Sun Temple. Uh, another one bit of information. And this particular Sun, sun Gate, and there is a Sun Temple. It's in ruins actually. These are called the chakra centers of this earth. Okay, that means they are they are they are energy centers of this earth. I don't want to give you more information on that, but you can go and Google it for yourself. And these are important spots which are extremely you know you should if you get a chance you should go and see. And there are many such kind of places in the world which are very very beautiful. So here in this verse what is he saying? He says the saintly person should travel around the earth alone. You see if you have two people you know there is going to be always an argument. This, that. You know how many things two people talk? People should learn to go on their own alone it is always very healthy ah yes please be safe wherever you are going you don't have to go with another company if you go with two people i mean if there are two people then that that particular thing which you i am sure you know that uh, uh, that was a very important verse which uh, my gurudev was saying there was this girl one of the gurus of my guru by the way there was this girl who was alone at home and some people come to see her. In olden times people used to go to the houses of the girls to see the girl. So they were getting married. You know? So this girl was working in the kitchen at that time. Maybe cleaning vessels or something like that. So she tells this family which has come please sit and she puts them on the in the living room outside and she has to go and clean the vessels inside. Now in in India we wear those bangles, you know, pile of bangles. So she had bangles in both the hands. And every time when she was trying to clean the vessel, the noise used to come, you know, of those bangles. So it should it should not disturb the people outside. So she removes two three. And there are two three left. Again when she does this. Again the noise comes. Finally she leaves only two. So even when a person leaves these two, still the noise comes. So finally she removes one and only one is left. Then there is no noise at all. So this is a story told by my guru as one of the gurus. If there are two people, there is going to be 100% noise. But if you are alone in this world, there will be no noise. And peace, to be in a peaceful state means to be alone. You will be peaceful. The psychiatrist will say you will go mad. 
because you know you are with another person you do you know who is that person who you are with it's called the mind you are two one is you and one is your mind and the mind chatters so much isn't it bad 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 no here you are alone your mind is silent <laughs> no mind talk you have to learn to be silent otherwise it will be two bangles it is going to make noise isn't it your mind is going to tell you something you are going to say something your mind will say something and ping pong you know ping pong it will get go on so that the ping pong ping pong doesn't happen you are supposed to keep quiet <laughs> so learn to be quiet and if you are alone and if you travel alone it will help you a lot take a backpack and go go with minimalistic things it's really wonderful for swami ji for for sanyasi he is supposed to travel alone he is not supposed to go with group of people or something like that it's only when you travel alone will you be with yourself you will understand your true meaning of yourself being with yourself and your vision you will have an equal vision you will have something which is very very important an equal vision if you carry your phone with you if you carry your laptop with you you are never going to be happy i hope you understand that because everybody is going to do ping 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 every minute they will call you hey where are you what are you doing how are things it's better to tell them that there is no signal over there isn't it <laughs> no signal over there <laughs> only when i get wifi will i talk to you that's the best thing to do and do it it will help you if you want to go in a company you know what happens in a company na if there are guys lend up drinking they'll talk bullshit they'll do all kinds of wrong things if you go alone you will enjoy nature you will see the beauty of this world and you will be happy if it is a woman you will be amazed to know that more than 50% of the travelers in this world today are women in the age group between 1820 onwards up to late 60s 70s and all there are women in this world if you have ever gone to machu picchu or one of those places look at the crowd over there you will see a lot of single women also over there you should go to safe places what i mean is don't go to places which are going to be disturbing where people will you know tease you or something like that. you don't have to go and do that but you can go alone travel alone so this is what a sanyasi should do travel alone you are not a sanyasi so i am telling you to travel in places where you can be alone by yourself but a beautiful place you have equal vision everywhere you should be steady in the spiritual platform steady you should never get disturbed don't get disturbed whatsoever always maintain that oneness and be happy okay so now we are going to stop over here i'll see you all tomorrow okay so welcome to the end of our satsang